Hey, welcome to the Revo Church Podcast. We are so glad you decided to join us today, wherever you are. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's message. I kind of want to explain um, the song that we were just listening to. If you're here for the very first time, we've been in this series called Mixtapes, Mixtapes. And basically what that is, is that we have taking, taken songs, some secular, some Christian, and we're singing these songs and we're pour, pulling out a truth, pulling out um, a biblical truth uh, out of these songs. And basically Landslide, Stevie Nicks, when they were interviewing her, finding out what was the meaning behind this song, she said this, she said, Landslide is about the fear of everything coming crashing down and not knowing how you're going to hold things together in pursuit of a dream. Come on, anybody ever been there before? Just feel like things are coming crashing down and you're just trying to hold on for dear life? You know, a lot of times people will ask me and they'll come up to me and they say, you know, Charles, do you ever get scared? You ever get like uh, insecure, intimidated, getting in front of people and speaking? Do you ever get scared? And uh, it just looks like it just kind of comes so natural to you. It doesn't look like it bothers you ever. And can I just be honest with you for a second? A couple of weeks ago, we were in service and um, I literally got up on stage and I didn't want to get up on stage. Uh, there's moments where I, I feel like there's this weight and there's this heaviness because I know that there's souls at stake with everything that I say from up here. And the other week when I came up here, man, listen, I was insecure. I felt unprepared. I felt, man, I felt like I was the wrong person for the job. I felt like, God, man, you have really missed the mark on this one. You screwed up royally, God. I'm just going to let you know. Man, all I wanted to do is just kind of leave and go and hide. And I had this thought that there are times when your fear and insecurities scream louder than your faith. There's times in your life where the fear and the insecurities scream louder than your faith. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life where God has called me out to do something, but because there has been a fear attached to it or an insecurity attached to it, I actually begin to forget about my faith in Him and through Him and who He is in me, and I actually start worrying about the fear and the insecurities. Can anybody relate to that? So today, if you're taking notes, uh, I've titled today's message, Killing Your Inner Coward. <laughs> you like that one. Killing your inner coward. Father, we thank you so much for today. I thank you for who you are. I thank you really for all that you've already done today. You woke us up. You've helped, helped us get here. Lord, you've given us breath in our lungs. And so, Father, I pray right now that as we begin to dive into your word, as I begin to open up my mouth, Father, that it would be your spirit that goes through me. Because there's nothing that my words can say. There's no life change that I can bring, but it's only through you. So I pray over every individual in this room, their hearts, their minds, Lord, that there would be walls that would be torn down so that they can hear exactly what it is that you want for them today. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Hey, today I kind of want to talk to you about someone in the Bible that I believe that you and I can relate with. I love reading in the Bible because there's, there's moments in the Bible I'm very picture-driven. And so when I read the Bible or I read anything, I actually try to put myself in that position. 
I don't know about you if you're that way or not, but there's many, many different things in the Bible that I believe that if we could kind of just stop reading the words and start beginning to put ourselves in the moment, it kind of begins to come alive. Because how many of you know the Bible says that it's alive, it's active? That the, the word of God is true. It's alive and it's active. And there's, there's someone in here that I want to talk about today because this individual who we're going to be discussing today is someone that was hesitant, someone that was fearful, someone who carried a lot of insecurities. And in Judges chapter 6 is where I'm going to be talking out of. And so if you have your Bible, you can go ahead and turn there. I'll put it on the screen above me in a minute. But I kind of want to set this passage up to you because in Judges chapter 6 is basically it's where we're seeing where the Israelites lived for seven years paralyzed by the Midianites. For seven years, man, they have been paralyzed in fear by this group of people. I don't know about you, but if you've ever been paralyzed in fear, paralyzed in your insecurities before, it's not a nice place to be. There's moments where we can wake up and we have these thoughts of, okay, God, I want to chase after you. I want to do the right thing. I want to say the right thing. I want to go and step into what it is that you're calling me to do. But God, there's so much fear on top of me that it is paralyzing me. I can't get out of bed. I can't move. I can't think. And this is where we see the Israelites for seven years. They're paralyzed in this fear and rightfully so. Because in this time frame, the Midianites were actually going through and they were raiding these villages. They were burning their homes. They're destroying their crops. They're even murdering their families. I don't know about you, but if there's a group of people that are doing that to me, I think I would be fearful too. So here's the Israelites, man. They're, they're going through life and they're so afraid of waking up the next day that they actually run and they begin to hide in these caves. This is where we pick up in Judges chapter 6. It says, The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak tree in Oprah. Come on, Oprah was a thing even back then. Come on, you know what I'm saying? An oak tree in Oprah. You get a fig, you get a fig, you get a fig. that belonged to Joash in this place I have no idea how to say. Where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press. This is so important because when it says that Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press, what that actually is telling us is that Gideon was so afraid of the Midianites coming and stealing their stuff, he did not want to go out and face them. So he's here threshing this wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Can I tell you today, church, that God always sees way more in you than we see in ourselves? God sees way more in us than we see in ourselves. I don't know about you, but if you're anything like me, there's times when I wake up and I look in the mirror and I don't see a warrior at all. But God is telling Gideon, he's saying, listen, the Lord is with you, you mighty warrior. It was in that moment that God is trying to show Gideon. It's in this moment where God is trying to begin to impart something into Gideon and remind him who he is, that he has a heart of a warrior, that he has God on his side. But Gideon's insecurities, Gideon's fear, Gideon's 
self-doubt begins to flare up and it begins to rise up. And so there's three things that I want to pull out of this passage. There's, there's three truths for every hesitant warrior. Every single one of us, every individual in this room that goes through insecurities, that goes through fear. And the first thing is this, is that everybody must fight their inner fear of failure. Every one of us must fight our inner fear of failure. And here's why. Because every single day, you and I, I don't care, I don't care where you come from, I don't care what, what lifestyle you have, I don't care of any of those things, every single one of us will actually battle being confident and being afraid. Every single one of us in this room will battle being courageous and being cowardly. Judges 6, we go on and we read that it says, Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. But Lord, come on, but Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh. And I am the least in my entire family. I can't tell you that when I read this, how many times it brings things up in my life where I've been in Gideon's shoes. Where God has called me out to do something and I gave the same response that Gideon gave. But Lord, Lord, I don't think you know how dumb I really am. God, I, you know, I barely made it out of high school. God, I, I just, I, I feel this, like this insecurity just rising up. God, I don't think you know how bad of an individual I am. God, you must have missed the mark. You missed it. And God is calling me and he's asking me, but, but listen, I have, I have invested into you. I've instilled my presence into you. I am with you. But Lord, time after time after time, when God has called me to do something, I've given a response just like Gideon. But Lord, I, I just don't know. And maybe it's the same for you. Maybe God has called you and asked you and asked you to step out and say, hey, listen, I need you to go and I need you to begin to witness to a friend or a coworker. I need you to go and just begin to tell them how good I truly am. But, but Lord, I, I just really don't know enough about the Bible to be able to witness. You know, maybe God is calling you to lead your family in prayer. Maybe calling you to lead your family spiritually. But God, but Lord, I just, I don't, I don't know enough. I'm not sure I'm going to do it right. I'm not sure I'm going to say the right things. But Lord, you know, maybe God is asking you to start tithing or to start serving or to start that business that's always been a dream of you. But Lord, I just, I just can't afford it. I don't have the time to serve. But Lord, what if I fail? Listen, every single one of us might, must fight the inner fear of failure. And I feel like, if we're really honest, I feel like the reason why we have this inner fear or fear of failure is because society builds us up based off of our last accomplishment. 
If, if we were to really look kind of at a day and look at our lives we, and we can analyze our lives, what society has done, it has built us up based off of our last accomplishment. Like, think about it. Hey, how much did you sell this quarter? But what was your goal? How much did you sell this quarter? What did you earn this week? What projects did you complete? What is it that you produced this week? What have you done lately? See, uh, culture programs our psyche saying that you're only worth what you accomplished last. And that's why we have to begin to surround ourselves with like-minded believers. That's why we have to begin to surround ourselves in, in, a, in a church setting. That's why Sundays are so important. That's why we come to church and we say, you know what, God, I'm coming in here busted, broken, confused. I don't even know how I'm coming. I'm just coming. But it's in these moments where there is faith that is injected into you so that you can begin to think of yourself differently. That's why today we have our crew fair today. Where after service, you're going to have an opportunity to begin to connect with other crew leaders. Where we have a marriage crew. I don't know, maybe you've been going through some marriage things. Or maybe you just kind of want to have a little bit of a preventative and you want to be able to better your marriage before it gets bad. You know, maybe men in the house where you're just like, man, I just need to grow more in my faith as a man. Moms, women, you know, hey, I just need to, I need to take a break from my husband. Just need to get a day out, you know what I'm saying? That was supposed to be funny anyway. <laughs> Make a little note of that. Don't say that again, dummy. That's why crews are so important. That's why life is so important, doing it together. You know the most valuable words that, can Mariah, uh, that Mariah can ever speak to this insecure person? <clears throat> the most valuable things that she can ever say to me is that I believe in you and you have what it takes. You know, like I shared a few minutes ago, a couple of weeks ago, man, I was just insecure. I was in my fields. Got home after service on a Sunday. Man, I just felt like, man, this was the worst Sunday ever. God, I suck. I bombed this thing. I just, I was insecure. I was unprepared. I just felt like I didn't have what it takes. And I'm sitting down on this couch and I'm moping. I'm just moping, Britches. Come on, you just have those days where you just want to eat a tub of ice cream. Just all mopey. I'm sitting there and Mariah looks at me and she's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just horrible, babe. I, just, I don't even know anymore. This is the worst. And Mariah begins to look at me. And she said this. She said, you're an amazing leader. Charles, you're an amazing leader. You're an amazing pastor. You know, the way that you love people and the way that you serve people, the way that you go out of your way to help people, man, it inspires me. You know, in that moment where I was moping, she began to speak life over me. She began to kind of inject hope in me. At that moment when she began to say, I believe in you. And it was like something on the inside of me. Man, it just fired me up. I'm like, wow, let's go jump through another wall. <laughs> man, I was fired up. And that's why it's so important for us to connect in these crews is because there's going to be moments in your life where fear and insecurity will try to enter, but you will have a group of individuals around you that can build you up. Let me ask you this. What is it that you're afraid of? What is it currently in your life that you're struggling with?
What insecurity is hitting you right now in this moment? I want you to know that when you have these, these moments of insecurity, these moments of falling, these moments of failure, these moments of appearing weak, not measuring up, not providing, letting someone down, not being the spiritual person that you know that you can be, but I'm just failing spiritually week after week after week. You need to know this one thing, which is my second point, that in Christ you have everything you need to fight and win. Listen, in Christ, you have everything you need to fight and not just to fight, but also to win. Can I get an amen for that? We have everything that we need. Judges chapter 6, it says this. It says, the Lord turned to him, Gideon, and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? I believe that that someone in this room today needs to hear this passage saying, go in the strength that you have. Go in the strength that I am with you, that I am before you, that I am sending you, that I am with you. Go in the strength because I am sending you. God has given you what you need in Christ. That God has given you enough strength in Christ. That God has given you enough discipline that God has given you enough faith. And if you know Christ, if you're walking with him and you have the boldness on the inside of you, you have the fire on the inside of you, that the Lord is with you, that you have the heart of a warrior. I wanna tell you today that there are some people in here that you need to know, hey, there's someone you need to protect. Some of you in this room, you need to be reminded that there's a kingdom to be advanced. Some of you in this room need to know, man, there is a battle to win that God is with you. He's strong in you. He's mighty in his powers. That we don't fight against, uh, with weapons against this world, but we have the power to demolish all the strongholds. I talked about this a few weeks ago about the armor of God. Do you know each and every one of you in this room that you can walk around with the helmet of salvation? That you can walk around with the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, so that you can walk around and begin to pray in the spirit. You have everything. That when God is with you, who can be against you? If he is for you, if he's going before you, then who can be against you? But yet we often hesitate. We walk around and we think to ourselves, okay, God, yeah, that's great in the Bible. It was good back then. It was good about reading it, but the, didn't you just sing the words that what God did back then, he still does today? Do you truly believe that? Do you truly believe that how God empowered, how God restored, how God rescued, how God healed in the Bible, do you truly believe that he is the God of, 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 from yesterday, that he's the same God today? Do you truly believe that? Because if we truly believe it, then we wouldn't hesitate. We wouldn't waver. We wouldn't cower in fear because we would be able to stand up to our Goliath, whatever that is for you, 
the giant in front of you. We would be able to stand up when God is calling you out. He's calling you to take a step of faith. He's calling you to go and do something great. You and I would be able to step out and truly understand who we are in Him, that we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. We're God's holy, holy nation, that God is with us. We need to inject that into our spirits. But so many times we cower, and I think we cower because it's like when, when, when we try, and we try, and we try again, and things just don't go as expected. Anybody? God, I tried. <laughs> yeah, I, I stepped out and fell flat on my face. Thanks for that one, big buddy. This is where we find Gideon. We find Gideon trying to go up against the Midianites and defeat them. And Gideon shows up with 32,000 men. I can fight anybody with 32,000 men. Just saying, bring it. Gideon rolls up with 32,000 men and he's still worried. He's still in fear. And I don't think God helped him out any in this moment because what he says is he said, the Lord said to Gideon, you have too many warriors with you. <laughs> uh, hey, bro, help me make sense of this. They've been burning our houses, killing our family, ravaging our crops. I've got 32,000 men trying to go to battle, and I have too many? Got too many. If I let all of, them, all of, uh, if I let all of you fight the Midianites, the Israelite will boast to me that they saved themselves by their own strength. So what God tells uh, Gideon to do, he says, hey, you tell those 32,000 men, I need you to get up in front of them and say, hey, any one of you who is afraid, I'm going to release you today to go home. Gideon walks up in, in front of 32,000 men, probably thinking, ah, we might lose a couple, a few hundred maybe. Walks up in front of 32,000 men and says, hey, guys, and the Lord just said, if any of you are afraid, just want you to know, you're free to go. Go back home. Go to your wives. Go back home. <laughs> Gideon says that, and 22,000 of his army rolls out. 22,000. Which leaves Gideon with only 10,000. And God says, hey, bro, that's, that's still too many. <laughs> As if you thought it wasn't bad enough, still got one more wrench to throw in this one. I need you to shrink that down a little bit more. You still have too many. I need you to tell the rest of them. They need to go down and they need to begin to drink from the water. And as they drink from the water, if they don't do it the right way, you need to release, release them. And they go down and out of those 10,000 people, Gideon's army shrinks down to 300. 32,000 to 300. And what Gideon is learning in this moment, which is point number three, is that with God, the way forward often starts with a step backwards. Help me make sense of that. Listen, I don't understand half of the stuff that goes on in God's mind. I never will. That's why we call this thing faith. With God, the way forward often starts 
with a step backwards. Let me help you with this. Have you ever prayed and said, Lord, I need you to give me more peace in my life. And what the Lord gives you is traffic. I need you to help give me patience in life, Lord. Can you give me more patience? And what he does is he gives you crazy kids. How in the world does this make sense? But with God it does. Lord, trying to get out of debt here. I'm trying to live this Dave Ramsey lifestyle. I need gazelle intensity right now. I want Dave Ramsey. I just want to get a tattooed on my face. Just Dave Ramsey, gazelle intensity. Let's go. I'm trying to get out of debt. I'm trying to pay things off. But what happens is, is your car begins to break down. Your AC goes out. God, I, I just, man, I just want to invest in my marriage. I want my marriage to be as strong as ever. But you've had more fights than you've ever had in years. I want to exercise, Lord. I, I just want to, I want to get in shape. And I don't mean round. Lord, I want to get in shape. I, I want to exercise more. But what you find yourself doing in the middle of the night is getting up four times, going to the freezer to get a scoop of cookies and cream ice cream. Lord, it just doesn't work. And, and, and God's way is to move forward. We actually move backwards. And Gideon is in this moment. He loses almost all of his army. He, he's sitting there. He's, he's already frantic. And now he's just like, well, man, I'm just, I'm just committing suicide, basically. I, we're going to die. We're going to die. He loses almost all of his army. But one thing he has is a confirmation from God. How many of you know that all you need is a confirmation from God? God goes up to, to Gideon in this army and he says, hey guys, this is what I need you to do. I, I, need, you to, I need you to take your trumpets. I need, to, need you to take these jars. And, and what we're going to do is we're going to surround the camp. And I want you to begin to throw your jars down. And I want you to begin to blow those trumpets. Like just a charge, man. We're, we're going to go in victory. We're going to blow our trumpets. We're going to smash these jars. We're going to be so loud like we've already won the battle. He's got a promise from God that I am with you, that I've given you the strength that you need, that the fear and the insecurities that you carry, watch what I do with what you have. You blow those trumpets. You smash those jars. And it says this, it says, while each man held his position. Every, everybody say, held my position. While each man held his position around the camp, all of the Midianites ran crying as they left the field. Gideon and his army are saying, you know what, God, I, I don't understand anything that you're doing. I, I don't understand how you're going to accomplish this. I don't understand what is happening. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, there's a lot of times in our lives where you and I, man, I don't understand, God. I don't understand why you're doing this. Why is it that you're setting me up for failure? I'm telling you, God's not setting you up for failure. He's setting you up for a rebound. He's setting you up for success. He's setting you up for restoration. He's setting you up for healing. He's setting you up for something bigger and better.
They stood their ground. They didn't run. They didn't cower. They didn't quit. Were they afraid? Absolutely they were afraid. But I want you to know this, that every warrior's greatest fear is failure. Your greatest victories and your greatest fears, man, they go hand in hand. They're going to go hand in hand together. When God calls you out to the unknown, out to something that you can't see the end result, guess what? We're going to get afraid. But when we know that we are walking in confidence with Him, we know that we can be victorious because He's already paved the way. You need to know this, that you have someone to protect. That you have a kingdom to advance. That you have a battle to win. And that you don't want to die with any regrets. I want to end with this passage. The band can come on up. That in Ephesians chapter 6, 13, it says this. <laughs> it says, Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, after you've done it all, continue to stand. Listen, week after week, year after year, day after day, engage in the battle. Stand your ground. Maybe some of you in this room, maybe you're still fighting your fears. Maybe some of you in this room, man, you're, you're still in the fight. You're still in the struggle. I want you to know, stand your ground. You're fighting your flesh. You're fighting against lust. You're fighting against selfishness. You're fighting against anger. You're fighting against unforgiveness. But can I tell you something? You're still standing. You're still here. And you're here because God's doing something amazing in you and through you. He's doing a work in you. He's refining you. He's squeezing you. He's pressing you. And every time we get squeezed and every time we get pressed, it does not feel good. But what is on the other side of the squeeze is something beautiful. Listen, a warrior doesn't win every battle, but he never stops fighting. When every head bowed, every eyes closed. Father, we thank you so much for today. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your life. Lord, I pray right now, God, that you would guide us and that you would direct us, that you would be with us. Father, I pray right now over every single individual in this room that may be dealing with insecurities and dealing with fear and dealing with, but Lord, but Lord, I, I just really don't think I can do that. But Lord, I, I don't know if I can take that step, but Lord, I pray that your peace would fall upon them like never before. Come on, every head bowed. If you're in this room and you say, you know what, Charles, man, I could use some prayer for boldness. I could use some prayer for peace. I could use some prayer for these insecurities and this fear that I'm dealing with every single day. Man, it's, it's, it's actually, it's paralyzing me because I just, I'm afraid of the what if. I'm afraid of the outcome. I'm afraid of what people may think of me. And you're in here this morning and you say, you know what, man, can you just pray for me? Because I don't want to walk through this week hanging on to the fear and hanging on to the insecurities. If that's you, just slip up a hand. I want to know who I'm praying for. Thank you so much. Hands everywhere. 
Father, I pray over every hand that was lifted. You see their heart. You see their struggle. You see their mind. You see that space in their life that they're trying to overcome. So, Father, I pray that you would give them the confidence. That you would remind them right now in this moment that you are with them. And as they leave church today, as they leave these doors today, God, that you would remind them throughout the week that you are with them. It may not make sense in the now, but you're with them. Maybe you're in this room today and you say, you know, Charles, man, it's, I'm really just in a place of this fear and this insecurity because I'm just, I just don't know. I don't know that relationship. I don't know what it is that I need to be doing. I really, I just don't have that, that communication, that prayer life. I don't have that power that you talk about that lives and dwells on the inside of me because really I've just, I've never surrendered my heart to Christ. Or maybe you've walked away from Him and today is the day where you're like, man, I just, I need to get back home. I need to get back to the feet of Jesus. I need to come back to the cross. If that's you today and you say, you know what, man, can you pray for me because I want to commit my heart or I want to recommit my life to Christ. If that's you this morning, just slip up a hand. I just want to know who I'm praying for. One, two, three, four. Father, we thank you for the hands that were lifted. Thank you for their heart. God, your word says that when one hand is lifted, that all of heaven is rejoicing. Father, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for tugging on the lives and the hearts of those in this room. Lord, I pray that they would have an amazing week. That this would be their best day, their best week ever, because it's their best week spiritually. Lord, we love you so much. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Come on, why don't we give God some praise? Hey, thanks so much for listening to this message. If you've made a decision today to follow Jesus for either the first time or the hundredth time, shoot us an email at info at RevoChurchFL with the subject line, I've decided. And let us know where you're listening from, because we want to celebrate with you. Check us out on our socials at RevoChurchFL to stay plugged in with what's happening within our community. And we believe it's going to be your best day ever, if it's your best day spiritually.